Thank you to Verb Energy for supporting this episode of Rogue and Reasoned. In need of a little morning boost or afternoon pick-me-up? Verb Energy's bite-sized bars pack as much caffeine as a shot of espresso, just without the coffee jitters. Actually, they are made with organic green tea and come in flavors like cookie butter, red velvet cake, salted peanut butter, and lemon raspberry. And at just 90 calories, we can all continue to try and be our best selves in 2022. Are you in? Snag your 16-bar starter pack and get over 50% off using my exclusive link in the show notes for this episode. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at Verb Energy and show off your favorite flavor in your stories and posts. Hey there, friend. Glad to have you back for another episode and chat here on Rogue and Reasoned. I'm your host, Loris von Siegman. You know, I completely jinxed myself last week by talking about feeling so great now that it was officially spring and how we were looking at nicer weather now. Because since we've talked, it's been cold, gray, and even snowed a little more. So yeah, maybe by mentioning it here again, I'll flip it back the other way and unjinx myself. But that's life in the Midwest. What can you do? I actually don't mind the gray so much as I mind the temperature. I can work with gray. In fact, an overcast day is still fine for things like photos. And that's what I want to talk about today, taking better photos. And if you're like, wait, Laura, why is this relevant? Well, if you fall into that small percentage of people that literally doesn't give a fuck about how you look in photos or how your photos in general look for personal or business shots, yeah, maybe this episode isn't for you. Carry on. But maybe you, A, just want to be less awkward for your documented memories, B, want great shots on a budget, or C, ready to level up and create better content for your business. If that's the case, the next 15 minutes or so are for you. Credibility-wise, well, kid, I'm literally a photographer, not only for my own platforms, but for other people and businesses. It's kind of my job, an aspect of my job at least multi-passionate entrepreneur who's not afraid of saying she's good at a lot of things over here. You too? Sweet. Own it. And if you don't get that reference, go back a couple episodes and listen because we talked all about that one. I often hear, but it's more real bullshit when a photo looks like crap. I disagree. A bad angle is just a bad angle. It doesn't make you any less real to sit up straight. And that grainy selfie Sure, fine for that kissy face you want to text your boyfriend, but not okay for your brand's profile. Being quote-unquote real with something, however you define it, doesn't mean you get to automatically put in less effort. If you think content with good lighting, thought-out angles, and basic editing for exposure and color is fake, that's on you. To me, photography is art, and I like to put my best foot forward with how I represent myself and my business. It's not me trying to be perfect or pretend. You can bark at me all day long with that one, and I will still tell you the same thing. But if you, too, want to put your best foot forward and your interest is piqued, hang with me here. I have some tips for you to make the process cheaper, easier, and less intimidating. And those photos, of course, better looking. Stock photos have their time and place. I definitely use them myself, like for this podcast, so that I can better represent all of my listeners in addition to showing you my face every now and then. 
even though I'm the one doing the recording, these chats aren't all about me. They are about us. And I want my listeners to see that in the content associated with each episode on Instagram. It's not realistic for me to hire a bunch of models for these posts. Just because I'm a photographer doesn't mean I have some random, endless supply of people to shoot. They need to be sourced and paid for their time, too. That doesn't always work for my schedule or preferred budget. So stock photography serves a purpose. However, for my other business page, at Laura Swan Siegman on Instagram, which is my personal brand, I create all original content. Because, yeah, there it is all about me and the things I want to share. People want to see original whenever possible. You, your product, or brand. If you have social pages for your business, you should be taking your own photos as often as you can or creating your own branded graphics. Not only will it be best for business, but if you don't, you might also be breaking the law. Yes, quote unquote stock photos are a resource, but you need to either be accessing them through a free licensing site like Pexels, Unsplash, or Canva, or paying for them on sites like Shutterstock. Grabbing a photo off Google is not okay. It is not your work. It is on a public platform, but the original creator still retains the copyright, and in using it without permission, you are committing copyright infringement. Same thing with all your inspirational quotes and collage images. If you're not handcrafting them yourself in a tool like Canva, and again are just downloading them or saving them from some other spot, you're being a dick. Stop stealing other people's work. It's a sloppy habit and definitely not branded. Photos and graphics, just like anything else, are a part of your brand. They too can be branded through their coloring, patterns, icons, and whatever other elements are a part of your branding guidelines. Remember, everything that touches your client, even visually, should be aligned with those guidelines. And again, if you're here just to figure out better equipment and the right photo setup for your next family shot, you're still in the right place. But since we are talking about photos for use in business content as well, I wanted to make sure that stock photo slash copyright stuff slash original work thing was very clear. It's kind of a a button for me, if you didn't notice. Get a little spicy there. Uh, Just pet peeve. Okay, so let's start with equipment. With newer cell phones today, you really don't need anything else to start snapping. If you're still somehow operating on an iPhone 6, then yes, you likely need a new phone or a separate camera. But if you're working with a newer model phone, use that as an easy start. You'll have to play around and learn all the features, of course. There's different lighting options now and portrait modes, but you can do a lot with that these days. If you do prefer a different digital camera, you can find lots of options for under a couple hundred bucks. I recommend finding one with Bluetooth capability so you might have the potential of using your phone to do the shooting or just to quickly transfer photos between devices such as your phone where you'll be posting. If you're wanting to go a bit more professional, the Canon Rebel series is a great place to start. It'll have an automatic option like a less expensive point-and-shoot camera, but this is also where you can really start learning some manual settings for exposure, aperture, and more. If anything above a phone camera makes you nauseous, stick with that for now. But down the line, you may want to make an investment in an even better quality piece of equipment for your digital photography. Just see what works for you. I just wanted to give you a few options there. Now, if you plan on being in the photos yourself, you may wish to get a tripod. 
And as a convenience, I'll put links in my show notes for all of these items should you want a recommendation. So look there if you're like, Laura, I have no idea which one. But you can get an adjustable taller tripod or even one of the bendy twisty leg tabletop varieties, which can be easier to carry for travel or on a hike, for example. Pair your phone and tripod with an inexpensive remote clicker or a photo app like Lens Buddy, and you're all set up to shoot as if you have another photographer helping you out. The only other piece of equipment you may need really is a light. They make clip-on ring lights for your phone if you do a lot of front-facing camera content, or you can get a larger ring light or softbox light on a stand for your needed shots. This is helpful for indoor moments when you need easy, evenly dispersed light for a higher quality image. Support for this episode also comes from Fiverr. With Fiverr, you can save time, money, and energy on things your business needs, but you don't have the time for or have any interest in doing. Do you think I edit my own podcast? Honey, no. I am not cut out to be a sound engineer. By outsourcing this weekly task to someone else, I significantly reduce my stress and free up my time to produce content I am passionate about and not dreading. Fiverr has a ton of other freelance services too. Virtual assistants, grant writers, you name it. Visit the link in my show notes or head to www.loreswansiegman.com and click on consulting to view Fiverr as one of my business resources. Lighting is huge. It will greatly affect how your photo turns out. No light equals dark, grainy images with an automatic camera. I'm an iPhone user, and they do have an extended exposure feature to help you take better images with less light, essentially where you have to, you know, hold the camera completely still for like five seconds after you tap the photo button. But even so, natural light from windows or outside will help you create the best image. Traditional overhead lighting tends to yellow photos and may still not be bright enough. Ring or soft box lights can be used, but have more of a studio effect. Me, I love the look of natural light, so that's where I shoot. There is such thing as too much light, though. I try to avoid shooting outdoors around lunchtime because the sun is usually strong around then and can really wash out a photo. That's why I mentioned I don't mind gray days. There's still typically plenty of light for me to use, but it is softer and not as harsh. But it's not all equipment. To create a great photo, you have to consider the surroundings also. So choose a place with appropriate lighting and background. If you take a photo in a dark corner, you will get a dark photo. There will be no such thing as bright and airy editing for that photo. If that is the aesthetic you are hoping for, you'll need to be near or in natural light, coming from that big thing in the sky called the sun, and have things around you that will reflect that light such as light paint on the walls, white curtains, a light concrete backdrop, etc. Dark things absorb light. They don't bounce it around for the camera to use and are literally just dark in color. Unless you want to do a lot of Photoshop work to make it a completely different color, taking a photo against a dark green wall will give you a dark photo with a lot of green. Again, it will never be light and airy, for example. So choose backgrounds that will fit your aesthetic and understand you or your subjects have to fit into that background as well. More specifically, your outfits have to fit. If you have a dark or busy background, 
opt for a lighter or simpler outfit. And the opposite is true. If you have a light background, you may wish to choose a busier or bolder outfit to stand out in the photo. So quick recap. In setting up a great photo, make sure you have good lighting, an appropriate backdrop, and appropriate accents. I use the example of clothing, but if you're taking a product shot, for example, the same rules apply. A top-down flat lay of your newest recipe on a dark wood table may call for a plain white dish towel underneath the dish to lighten up the shot a bit, and hopefully you'd be taking it near a window. But all that, and you haven't even taken a fucking photo yet, right? I know I promised these tips would make your photography experience easier, and it sounds like a lot, but once you have your tools and the understanding of what environments are and are not conducive to creating a great image, those things will be in the back of your mind and will happen more naturally. They won't be a time suck. You'll get an eye for what colors, objects, and scenes you want for your look. So now, shooting. First off, and I really need to shout this from the rooftops because it's so fucking easy and yet people fuck up their photos so often because of it. Clean your fucking lens, especially if you're using your cell phone. All day long, you're grabbing your phone and leaving your dirty little fingerprints everywhere, including the lens of your camera. If you want a smeary, cloudy photo, go ahead and leave them. If you want a clear, clean photo, clean off your lens. Basic, but necessary, I swear. As I scroll through Instagram, I can tell who has a dirty lens and who doesn't. But because you've set up your photo well with good equipment, surroundings, and accents, the photo-taking process should be easy. Really, here you just have to A, be controlled and slow with hitting the shutter button. Any movement in the camera can result in a blurred image, which is why a stable tripod can be, again, helpful. And B, work with yourself or other people in the shot. No biggie, right? Just a bunch of humans with awful posture. Seriously, don't be afraid to tell people to lift a chin, lean left more, or angle a certain way. They'll take the feedback because they want a good photo also. And if you're shooting solo, take a few shots and look back at them to see how you want to adjust your body positioning. After a little practice, you'll do some of those better angles and positions more naturally. What the fuck do you think models do? They don't take the shot with one frame. They'll take a bunch, move in different ways throughout them, and the best one will be selected. In the process, they learn what looks best for their body. Generally speaking, though, sit up, don't slouch, relax your shoulders. When people are awkward or anxious, they tend to let them rise up towards their ears and adjust your stance so one foot is slightly in front of the other. You can also try slightly angling your body to the camera and hands, find something to do with them. Hold something, grab onto someone's arm, throw one on your hip, or play with your hair. Really, they need a purpose in a photograph. And listen, when shooting photos of yourself, I need you to get over something. Yourself. If you're not perfect at it, practice more. It's like anything else and gets easier. If you feel weird taking a photo of yourself in public, gasp, and it's for your business or brand, well then, oh well. It's for work. Let them stare at how confident and independent you are. If you are afraid to speak up and ask someone to angle themselves differently or do this or that, that's going to hold you up. Get over it. Figure it out. Make it happen and put in those reps. If you can do this, you'll be better at taking photos in no time. 
Lastly, there's editing. Please edit your photos. Unedited photos are rarely able to match planned aesthetics and still usually need a little boost or adjustment in the lighting department. But please do not use fucking Instagram or Facebook filters for your in-feed posts. There are a lot more options for stories, but for in-feed profile posts, use a program that will allow you to adjust exposure, contrast, white balancing, which is a really big one to get rid of those yellow tones, color saturation, and more. This is where you can get really creative. But if you want to use presets, which are quick click adjustments that create consistency in the look of your photo, some of my favorites are from the Lux Lens. VSCO has a lot of free and paid preset options also. But apps such as VSCO, Lightroom, and Snapseed are great for cleaning up your photos a bit through editing overall. Edit. There's a lot you can do in photography, and maybe it might even become more of a passion or a hobby for you eventually. But these basics we chatted about today will help you start creating better photos right away. Get yourself equipped. Develop your eye for light and space. Clean your fucking lens and play with your movement to find the best angles. And edit, of course. But now you know a few new terms. You know how to make light your new bestie. And you can start out with a few of my equipment or app suggestions instead of scouring the internet for things you don't like or need. So hopefully it all feels a little less intimidating. And it's cheaper. Yes, you have to invest a little time, but that's why good photographers cost money. Not only are they handing over their art, but there's a lot of equipment, lighting, location strategy, editing, and on and on that goes into it. It's not just the shoot itself. It's the whole process. So appreciate and respect their pricing when you do use them. And now that you have a few more skills ready to use, you can save a few budget bucks on getting great shots in between the professional sessions. And if you have questions, want to bounce around ideas or have feedback, hit me up on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast and tag me in your comments, posts, and stories so I can see and reply. And don't forget, if you have positive feedback on this podcast as a whole and enjoy our chats, a quick tap of a five-star rating or a sentence-long review on Apple Podcasts really does show me a whole lot of support. It's very appreciated and helps these conversations reach more people like ourselves. I know you're dying to go out and take some photos now, so be sure to check out my show notes for links and suggestions, and we'll chat soon on the next episode of Rogue and Reasoned. Until then, have a great fucking week. To learn more about me, your host, and the Rogue and Reason podcast, visit www.lauraswanseekman.com slash podcast and follow along on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast.